Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome back to the show, Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis, with John Brown as Al, Hans Conried as Professor Kropotkin, Life Erickson as Richard, and Mrs. Gloria Gordon as Mrs. O'Reilly, in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. You may have heard my friend Irma on my second episode of my podcast. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend listening to that before listening to this one. In this episode tonight, Jane and Irma and the whole gang are saying goodbye to Richard as he goes overseas to London for a business trip. But unfortunately, Al and Irma have their own little goodbye celebration to attend to, too. As Al has a great idea of going with Richard and sneaking on the boat so he can get one of the investors to invest in one of his get-rich-quick schemes that unfortunately never work out. The title of that episode is called Bon Voyage. And in the second episode, Jane and Irma are sitting in their apartment one day, and Irma is looking through a June Bride catalog, and she's reading a variety of different names. And she tells Jane that if Al would ask her to marry him, she would go and buy the ring herself but unfortunately Jane would not allow that freeloader to get out of buying Irma her own wedding ring unfortunately Jane gets herself in quite a pickle with Irma's best friend and her rival Amber Lipscott as Amber is the one who's getting married today. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Mary Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma. Please comment and subscribe, guys, and enjoy the show. Thanks. What is it, honey? What's this dotted line on the map of the world? Dotted line? Oh, that's the international date line. Isn't that wonderful getting the boys and girls from different countries to go out with each other? <laughs> well, that's what you can expect when you listen to my friend Irma. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super creamed blend presents Our Friend Swan with my friend Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Well, what has happened? 
happen to me, Jane Stacy, shouldn't happen to a dog. A big one. A little one couldn't handle it. <laughs> you see, my boss and the guy I'm in love with, Richard Rhinelander, has suddenly decided to go to England on business. He says it's business. There's no reason to doubt him, except that his mother and father look so happy about his leaving me. Why, I don't know. I'm just an innocent bystander. Perhaps they're under the impression that I want to get engaged to him. They're wrong. I just want to marry him. <laughs> What's more, let's face it, I don't mind shipping our money out of the country to help. I'm in favor of that. But it's going too far when they ship our men. But then that's the problem. Richard's sailing on the Queen Mary, so today I'm moping around. I'm not eating. Lost my appetite. I think for lunch I'll put a little salt on my heart and eat it with a dry piece of Melba toast. Oh, Jane, I have a feeling you're upset, aren't you? Me upset? Oh, don't be silly. The only reason I'm shaking like this is because I'm getting ready to make a malt of milk. <laughs> oh, Jane, now I know why you're so nervous. You're thinking about Richard going to England, aren't you? Yes, Irma. Even though he hasn't left yet, I miss him already. You know, he's going to be over 3,000 miles across the ocean. Well, it could be worse. Worse? How could it be worse? If he only went 2,000 miles, he'd drown. <laughs> well, I hope he does. Oh, what am I saying? Oh, Jane, listen to me. I'm your oldest friend, and this trip might be very good for both of you. Now you can find out how much you miss each other. Yeah, yeah, there's something to that. They say that separation is a great test. I'd like to believe. Well, it certainly is. Once Al and I were separated and we had a miserable time. Where did Al go? Nowhere. We were in the movies and a woman was sitting between us. <laughs> I know what it is to suffer. Yeah. I can imagine having to split a bag of popcorn three ways. <laughs> Richard. Uh, oh, Richard, why must you go? Why don't you send your father instead? He'd love the trip, the old dear. <laughs> you have to go, but you love me. Oh, that's sweet. Sure, I'll come down to see you off. I... What? You want Irma and Al and Mrs. O'Reilly and the professor to come, too? Well, that's nice of you, Richard, but it's not necessary, honestly... You want them to come. Now, all right, dear, I'll tell them. Goodbye. Tell us what, Jane? What do you think, sweetie? Richard's invited the whole gang to see him off on the boat tomorrow night. A bon voyage party in his stateroom. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, I, I think I'll wear slacks. Slacks? Yes, Jane, if I fall off the boat, someone will yell, man overboard, and if I'm wearing a dress, I can drown while I'm looking for the man. <laughs> well... Don't worry, honey. You won't fall overboard. Gee. You know, I hope Richard doesn't fall in love with any of those English girls. Oh, don't worry, Jane. Richard wouldn't fall for any of those English girls. They're all bow-legged. Bow-legged? Yes, they say a lot of them are cockneyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for straightening me out, honey. And I suppose they're all so poor they have to live in the House of Commons. Well, Jane, I, I don't know anything about their real estate. <laughs> Come in. It's 
only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Hello, Janie and Irma, my two little teapots. One with a fancy top, one with a loose lid. <laughs> a little joke I picked up in the gypsy tea room. Professor, you know, I don't know what it is, but you look so different. Huh? Yes, it's your eyebrows. I've never seen them so bushy. Bushy? Hmm. Where's the mirror? Well, how do you like that? What can it be? No, I know. Last night when I kissed Mrs. O'Reilly, I must have slipped. These are her eyelashes. <laughs> well, you shouldn't steal kisses in the dark. Who would kiss her in the daytime? <laughs> with me, it's night madness. Tell me, Janie, what are you going to do with yourself while Richard's away? Oh, I'll keep busy. Incidentally, Professor, you're invited to Richard's farewell party on the Queen Mary. The Queen Mary? Mm-hmm. And what a boat. It's really a hotel on water. Well, to me, that's no novelty. When it rains, my room has the same features. <laughs> but I'll go and wish Richard good luck. Come in. Hello, Miss O'Reilly. Girls, have you some aspirin? I think I'm getting a cold in my head. Of course, it can be my imagination. It's not your imagination. Here are your eyelashes. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Professor. Girls, lately he's been so sweet to me. For instance, last night we had a snack in the kitchen, and he turned out the lights and held my hand. <laughs> was that your hand? I was reaching for the pickles. <laughs> I'll go along with you, Professor. Uh, Janie, when does Richard leave for England? Tomorrow night, Mrs. O'Reilly, and you're invited to his farewell party on the Queen Mary. Oh, bless him. I'm going right upstairs and bake him a nice cake in case he gets hungry on the trip. Or in case the ship needs more ballast. <laughs> oh, hush with you, Professor. Come upstairs and talk to me while I bake a cake. And if you're a good boy, I'll give you a picture to hang over that hole in your wall. No, thank you. I don't want to cover that hole. It overlooks a beautiful view. Why, all you can see out of there is the city dump. Compared to my room, it's a beautiful view. <laughs> See you tomorrow night on the boat. Goodbye. Bye. Jane. What, honey? Well, while Richard's away, maybe Al has a friend who will date you. That's very sweet, Irma, but I don't think the warden would let him out just for that. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken. Hi, Al. Hello, Al, honey. What are you looking so happy about? Chicken, you are looking at a millionaire. Oh, Jane, did you hear that? Al's a millionaire. Al, there are three people in this room, one of whom is a very big skeptic. Well, explain. Happen to have a, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. Well, what is it? It's confidential. Al, believe me, I'll keep your secret. In fact, I'm not even going to hear it. Goodbye, all. Sarcastic shrew. Would like to tame her. Oh, Al, don't look so, don't look so sad. Don't let, look, don't let Jane hurt your feelings. Tell me your new deal. I'm not a septic. Well, all right, it, it's a... Oh, Al, I think it's wonderful. It can't miss. Chicken, i like you to have confidence in me, but you go overboard. <laughs> Must hear the deal first. It's a report card with a railroad ticket printed on the back. So when a kid gets bad marks, he can leave town. <laughs> wonderful. You know, a, a thing like that can stamp out all juveniles. 
Ah, chicken, what's the use? I just heard myself say it, and it's nothing. And Jane's right. I'm nothing. Oh, but, Al, to me, you're everything. No, chicken, it's about time I face facts. I can't get any place in New York. Well, Al, uh, maybe you should go to a larger city. <laughs> this is the biggest chicken. But it's no good for me. This town has got me down. I gotta move on. Need new worlds to conquer. Oh, Al, you're just depressed. You'll feel better when you go to the party tomorrow night and see Richard off to London. Richard's going to London? Uh-huh. Hey, chicken, that sounds like the spot for me. In that fog, a guy can get away with anything. I mean, uh, <laughs> nobody is poking their nose in his business. Oh, but Al, you'll be on the other side of the ocean and I'll miss you so. Every time I go to Coney Island, I see something washed up on the beach, I'll think of you. <laughs> Tender thought, chicken. Now, all i got to figure out is how I can get to London without paint. And there's only one man who can help me. Who else? Who else but... Hello, Joe. <laughs> ah, got a problem. Got to get to England on the Queen Mary. No funds. What's my move? Contact Saltwater Sam, who works very close with Limehouse Louie. Well, how will I know him, Joe? When I go down to the Queen Mary, I'll see a head sticking out of a porthole. Yeah, but there's a lot of portholes on the Queen Mary. Throw a rock at the head. If it doesn't duck, it'll be saltwater sand. <laughs> Used to work at the Coney Island baseball concession. Oh, yeah, I remember him. The guy was always complaining his feet were hurting him. Yeah, but Joe, how, how will he get me over? Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. He'll pack me in a sealed can filled to the top with oil. But, Joe, how will I breathe? What if I don't? The right is for nothing. <laughs> no, Joe, thanks for the effort, but do not wish to travel as a sardine. Goodbye, Joe. Chicken, Joe gave me the idea. I'm going to stow away on the Queen Mary. Oh, but Al, they're liable to catch you. Got to take that chance. Oh, but I'll miss you. Chicken, our future lies beyond the seas. Who knows? I may go to the continent, pick up some polish, contacts, maybe even a title. Imagine me coming back, a prince. Oh, what a thrilling day that'll be. A and I'll be waiting for you on the pier saying, Here, prince. Here, prince. <laughs> Ladies, did you know that swan soap actually differs from other soaps? Sure, feel a cake of swan. It feels smoother. As Susie Swan says, it's a smoothie. It's a smoothie. It's a cake of swan. You can feel that super creamed blend. You can feel the difference in it. You can tell it in a minute. It's a smoothie. That swan. Yes, ladies, the way swan feels is a direct result of swan's super creamed blend. Just run your fingertips over the surface of a cake of swan. Feel the smoothness. See how Swan's Super Creamed Blend makes Swan differ from other soaps. Then feel Swan's suds. They feel richer, creamier, and Swan's mild suds protect your hands. Sure, when you're through, look at your hands. You'll see they're left with a smooth, soft, young look. And Swan's Super Creamed Suds rinse away so completely, your dishes don't need wiping. You bet. Swan soap means faster dishwashing and protection for your hands. Thanks to Swan's exclusive super creamed blend. Well, we're all set to go down to the Queen Mary to see Richard off. 
Believe me, Jane Stacy is one great actress. Hmm. I won't show him what my real feelings are. I'll be casual, indifferent, blasé. Think I'll take four handkerchiefs along in case I crack. <laughs> but I won't. I can control my emotions. I'll just say, uh, have a nice trip, Richard. And he'll kiss me. He'll kiss me. And I'll report immediately to the captain and ask to join the crew at no salary. <laughs> oh, what's the use of kidding myself? As far as we women are concerned, baseball is not the national sport. <laughs> and, if I didn't have enough on my mind, Irma and Al are acting very strangely. They're behaving in a very offbeat manner. Irma, look, look we better get to the pier, honey. The boat will be leaving soon. And... What's going on between you and Al? Uh, don't worry about us, Jane. We'll meet you there. You'll meet me there? I don't understand. You two aren't up to anything. Oh, no. And why are you staring at each other? Uh, you heard that expression, drink to me only with thine eyes? We're on a binge. <laughs> I was only trying to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't got time to discuss it now. I'll see you on the boat and be sure that nothing goes wrong. Goodbye. Okay, chicken. We gotta act fast. Gotta promote an angle that'll take care of my passage on the Queen Mary. Ella, I, I've got a thought, but I don't think you'll like it. Speak up, chicken. Many a great thought has come from the mouth of a child. Al, why don't you work your way across? Go away, kid. You bother me. <laughs> well, uh, Al, I don't know what other, what other way there is of going, but one thing I insist on. If you're going to go, it has to be honest. See what you mean, chicken. You can trust me. Got the angle. We'll stow away in a lifeboat. Oh, but Al, that's not honest. What do you mean, chicken? Does anybody else go in a lifeboat? No. Well, then if I'm not taking anybody else's place, it's honest. Oh, I apologize, Al, darling. You know, for a moment it seemed crooked, but when you explain it, it, it still seems crooked. But you say it so honestly that I know it's not crooked. Like that trait in you, chicken. If you were only the district attorney, this would be a pro progressive city for a man like me. Now, chicken, getting into the lifeboat is simple, but the main thing is... How do I get food and drink? Well, that's simple. I'll just ring for room service. Chicken, don't you understand? No one must know I'm in the lifeboat. So it must depend upon you to get the food to me. Mm. After two days, I'll come out and they can't throw me off. But, Al, uh, how will I do it? Easy, chicken. So they won't suspect me when I get on board. You bring a suitcase full of the necessities of life, walk casually along the upper deck where the lifeboats are, slip me the suitcase, blow me a kiss, and then walk nonchalantly back to the pier. But, uh, Al, how will I know what lifeboat you're in? Well, put question. You walk along and knock twice on each light, lifeboat, like this. When you hear two knocks back, you know I'm under the canvas. All right, Al. Uh, chicken, feel the need of a rehearsal. Now, you're on the boat, and yeah. someone comes up to you and says, What are you doing with that suitcase? What do you say? Do you think I'd let my boyfriend in that lifeboat starve? <laughs> Don't you see? They mustn't know I'm in the lifeboat. We'll tell you what to say. You are a fashion designer, and you're taking some sketches over because you're putting on a fashion show, as you understand, a lot of women over there have nothing to wear. Got it? Uh, got it. Just to be sure I'm sailing with the wind behind me, repeat it for me. Oh, Al, that's silly. Give it back to me, chicken. All right, Al. I'm putting on a show over there for a group of women who are sketches, and they're going to be a show without wearing anything. 
why you asked me to repeat it? Chicken. Forget it. We'll give you a simple phrase you can't miss. If anyone talks to you, say you're going over with a convention of the Daughters of the American Revolution. You got it? Yes, I'm going over with the Daughters of the American Revolution. Perfect. See you on the boat. And don't forget the suitcase and the two knocks for a signal. Okay, uh, Daughters of American Revolution, suitcase and two knocks. Well, I'm in Richard's stateroom on the Queen Mary. He's driving me crazy. He's taking one last look at the New York skyline. And I'm a girl. I'd like him to take one last look at my waistline. But he's not going to leave before I plant a good kiss on him. Richard. Uh, what is it, Jane? Uh, haven't you forgotten something? No, I don't think so. I've got my uh, tickets. No, uh, no, I, I didn't mean that. Well, there's my trunk and the large suitcase and my, uh, my visa. Richard, I- I'm not talking about the things you're taking with you. I'm speaking about something you're leaving behind. Oh, I know what you mean, Jane. Oh, you're a darling to think of it. The kennel said they'd take care of my dog. <laughs> Richard, for your information, I cannot bark. But you're also leaving me behind. Oh, Jane, I've been an awful fool. I apologize. Oh, well, don't waste time apologizing. The boat's sailing. Come on over here, darling. Oh, Richard. Oh, murder. Whoever you are, just slip it under the door and go away. Show me me, Professor Cravatio. <laughs> Hello, Richard. I came to wish you a good trip. And I came along with the professor to give you my best wishes, too, Richard, darling. Oh, thank you, folks. Uh, Janie, we're not uh, interrupting anything, are we? Oh, no, no. Where are Al and Irma? Oh, they'll be along. Richard, here's a little going-away present for you. It's a cake. Well, thank you. It's my mother's recipe. She used to make it for my father. Richard, you'll be interested to know that Mrs. O'Reilly was an orphan when she was two. <laughs> oh, go on with you, Professor. He's such a boy at heart. Always trying to amuse me with little games. Like when we came aboard, he wanted to play pirates. Blindfold me and let me walk the gangplank. <laughs> so I'll think of something else. Oh, Richard. Oh, I'm glad you're here, Irma. I don't want to sail without saying goodbye to you. Uh, where's Al? Oh, uh, he'll see you later, Richard. Uh, uh, like in a couple of days. What? Oh, oh, have a nice trip, Richard, and when you get to England, will you stop off at Oxford and bring me some of those shoes that the students make there? <laughs> oh, Irma, don't be ridiculous. Hey, honey, what's the idea of the suitcase? Oh, I'll tell you later, Jane. Uh, I want to take a look around the boat. Oh, bon voyage, Richard. That's French. I, I didn't want to use it because this is an English boat, but you'll understand. Thank you, Irma, and, and goodbye. I've got to find the lifeboat where Al is. Well, miss, are you going to take the tip trip across with us? Uh, no, General, just partway. What? I mean, my boyfriend. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, this is a nice boat, General. I'm not a general. I'm a captain. Oh, well, you work hard and you'll get a promotion. <laughs> oh, where, uh, where are the lifeboats? Right up here on the top deck. May I carry your bag, miss? Oh, no, thank you. Is this your first trip abroad? Uh, yes, sir. I'm going over with my daughters to start a revolution. 
What? What are you knocking on that lifeboat for, miss? Well, it's good luck to knock on wood. <laughs> Sir, haven't you any work to do, like throwing out the anchor or checking the oars? I have a crew to do that. Mm. Now what are you knocking for? Uh, I'm sorry, I thought I heard someone say, come in. I beg your pardon? Lady, will you please stop knocking on those lifeboats? All right, I will. No, I don't wish to be rude, but it's just against the rules. Yeah, would you like a cigarette? Uh, no, thank you. Now, if you don't mind, I'll smoke my pipe. What's a captain without a pipe? I'll just knock out some of this tobacco. <laughs> what was that? Your pipe made an echo. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think there's somebody in that lifeboat. Oh, no, if there's anybody in there, Al would chase him out. <laughs> Who's Al? My boyfriend, the man in the lifeboat. What? Chicken, I don't know who you're talking to, but tell him to blow. <laughs> Whoever's in there, come out. Ain't nobody in here but us oars, folks. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, a stowaway. Now, just a minute, Your Honor. I got influence. I know the captain. Oh, you do? Uh, uh, let me handle this, Chicken. The captain happens to be a very good friend of mine. I see. Al, Please, I want Chicken. You... I was hired by the captain to inspect the lifeboats. Uh, Al, you What see... is it, Chicken? This is the captain. <laughs> well, Captain, this is a fine way to treat an old friend. <laughs> Didn't you recognize me? No. But I do know that you'll be thrown off this ship. You could be locked up for a thing like this. Now, wait a second there. I'm a friend of Mr. Richard Rhinelander's. Oh, yes? Well, we'll just see about this. Come with me. All ashore that's going ashore. Oh, gee. Richard, we have to go now. Please take good care of yourself, darling. I will, Jane. Have a good trip, Richard. Oh, bless you, my boy. Now, don't wait, Janey. Give him a great big kiss. Yes, it's an old custom to kiss people while leaving goodbye. Oh, I didn't know that. I must get tickets to some place. <laughs> Save your money, Mrs. O'Reilly. You could go around the world six times and I wouldn't shake hands with you. <laughs> oh, hush up, Professor. Go on, Janey. Give him a big kiss. I think I will. And thank you. I think you've been a grand audience all afternoon. Oh, forget it, Richard. I'll mail you a kiss. Come in. I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Rhinelander. I'm Captain Pearson. I found a stowaway who claims he's a friend of yours. Irma and Al. Oh, well, you see, Jane, Al wanted to make contacts. And he thought... Oh, don't bother. Don't bother explaining. We're getting off this boat and you're not getting out of my sight, the two of you. Goodbye, Richard, darling. Bon voyage. Goodbye, Jane. So long, gang. Take Goodbye. good care of yourself. All ashore that's going ashore. Come on. Come on, hurry up. Follow me into this elevator. Come on, Professor, quick. Take it easy. Mrs. O'Reilly has my arm and she hasn't hurried since Bull Run. <laughs> Come on, now. Now, let, let's make sure that everybody's here. Al, you, my goodness, where's Irma? Well, she was just here. She must have taken the wrong door. Last call, all ashore that's going ashore. 
she'll be stranded on the boat. Oh, we've got to find her. Everybody look. Everybody look in different directions. Oh, come on. Right. Come along, Mrs. O'Reilly. Run. I can't get rid of it. These new long skirts. Why do you bother with long skirts when it's a long hat you need? Come on. Hurry up, Al. Hurry. Steward. Yes, lady? We've been looking high and low for a friend of ours. She's a blonde in a red suit. A blonde in a red suit? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I believe she's the last person we let off the boat before we sailed. Before we sailed? Al! We're moving. Uh, isn't that the young lady you mean waving down there on the pier? <laughs> Have you heard? Have you heard? Ladies, you can save 50% on a modern heavy-gauge aluminum saucepan, just the kind of a two-quart saucepan with a cover that's so useful in your kitchen. The saucepan is of fine 18-gauge aluminum with a no-twist handle, and both the hand and cover knob are made of no-burn Bakelite. This handsome saucepan is worth $2, but you can get it for only $1. It's the famous Regal Aluminum Ware, the really perfect modern kitchen ware. Yes, and they're made with inside sunray finish. So bright, so beautiful. Now here's all you do to get them. Send in box tops or wrappers from any two of these Lieber products. Lux Flakes, Rinso, Lux Toilet Soap, Light Boy, Silver Dust, Spry, or Swan. And when you buy them, you can get handy order blanks as well as the other information you need. Orders will be sent postpaid within three weeks. The offer expires August 1st, 1948. It is subject to state and local regulations. Just send your money together with box tops or wrappers from two Lever products and your name and address to Lever Homemakers Club, Box 1, New York City. boat, except for the fact that I got soaked to the skin and so sick I couldn't walk. It was a delightful experience. But I haven't forgiven Irma for the trick she and Al tried to pull, so I said, Irma, what in the world ever made you believe that Al would do any better in London than he does here? And Irma said, well, Al is very handy with tools, and I heard that the London bridges are falling down. Maybe he could fix them. You know something? I'm living with someone beyond repair, and that's my friend, Irma. My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Folks, next Monday evening, listen again to... Our Friend Swan. With my friend, Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. The part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conrad. Ladies, listen. The shortage of fats and oils is still very serious, and it's worldwide. So please keep on saving every drop of used kitchen fat. Your butcher will pay you for every pound. Frank Bingman speaking. Spry. 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 Yes, there's a reason why Spry makes Grand Cakes. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret.
Try the Spry One Bowl way and be sure of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's Cake Improver. For new cake-making success, try Spry, the pure all-vegetable shortening. Rely on Spry, S-P-R-Y. Tune in next week one hour earlier and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. interesting. It says here that the desert in Death Valley is 270 feet below sea level. Well, it can't be much of a desert with all that water on top of it. <laughs> well, that's what you can expect when you listen to my friend Irma. Friendship, friendship, just perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. Theirs will still be hot. Lieber Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive Super Cream Blend, presents... Our friend Swan. With my friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. to find out what sign I was born under. Whether it was Aries, the Rem, Capricorn, the Goat, or Leo, the Lion. Lo and behold, I find out I'm Taurus. Says in a footnote that Taurus girls get married very young. As far as I'm concerned, now I know why this sign is referred to as Taurus the Bull. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not getting any younger. And every June, I look at the wedding announcements in the newspapers, and you know something? My name isn't there. And as far as Richard Rhinelander is concerned, I've tried everything, from pulling petals off the daisies to sleeping on a piece of wedding cake. All I ever got out of it was a house full of ants. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not the only one who does a bit of mooning around the month of June. Even Irma is affected. Right now, she's looking at a picture of a June bride in the newspaper. The look on her face is a complete blank, which means she's thinking. <laughs> Irma Yes, Jane What's fascinating you so? Well, look what it says about this bride in the paper What? When Miss Doris Alber walks down the aisle She'll be wearing her great-grandmother's lover around her neck Let me see that <laughs> Irma, that's lavalier Well, I got the other words right <laughs> Jane Aren't these brides just lovely? Yeah, lovely and lucky. Especially this one. Isn't she adorable? Yes, and her babies are cute, too. <laughs> babies? Yes, an artist has drawn their pictures all around the bride's photograph. Irma, those are cupids. Uh, Jane, if Richard asked you to marry him, where would you go for the honeymoon? To the nearest sanitarium for shock treatment. <laughs> 
about you and Al, honey? Where would you like to spend your honeymoon? Oh, Al has already made reservations. We're going to stay at 822 Wall Street. 822 Wall Street? Irma, isn't Mr. Clyde's office at 824? Yes, when we're on a honeymoon, Al doesn't want me to be late for work. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Your wedding ring will probably have a built-in alarm clock. Hello. Hello, Jane. This is Al. Is Irma there? Oh, just a minute. Irma, it's for you. Well, who is it? I'll give you a hint. It's the one person in the country who celebrates 365 holidays a year. Oh, hello, Al, honey. Hiya, chicken. Can get a couple of free tickets to a show. How would you like to take in Harvey? No, Al, if I take anybody, it'll be you. <laughs> no, chicken, Harvey is a Broadway show. Would you like to go to the matinee this afternoon? Oh, Al, I'd love to. Swell, chicken. We'll pick you up later. And look, chicken, since we're going to the theater and mingling with that classy crowd, let's go in style. What do you mean, Al? Make some sandwiches. We'll take them along. <laughs> All right, Al. Goodbye. Oh, Jane, isn't it wonderful? Al's taking me to see Harvey. I wonder what kind of a show it is. Well, it's a comedy. I haven't seen it yet. They say it's very good. It's about a rabbit called Harvey. Only you can't see him. No wonder Al's getting the tickets for nothing. <laughs> oh, well, as long as I'm with Al, I don't care what I don't see. He's so wonderful. <laughs> In June, all fellas seem wonderful. That includes my Richard. You know, I've practiced saying I do for so long that when I walk down the street mumbling to myself, people say, do you realize you're out of your mind? And I say, I do. <laughs> oh, gee, Jane, wouldn't it be wonderful if the four of us were married and lived right next door to each other? <laughs> oh, I can just see it. Richard coming home from a hard day at the office, Al coming home from a hard bench in the park. <laughs> but it would be so nice for our children. The children. I hadn't thought of that. I guess there would be a little Irma and a little Jane. Little Irma would be asking little Jane questions all day. <laughs> I won't have it. Well, why not, Jane? Because I wouldn't want my daughter to be prematurely gray at the age of four. <laughs> oh, you're just kidding, Jane. Isn't it wonderful to daydream like this? Gee, if, if Al would just propose, I'd buy the wedding ring myself. Buy your own wedding ring? Oh, no, you wouldn't. That's one thing I won't let you do. It's enough you may have to work after you're married, but you're going to start out like a lady. All right, Jane. Gee, you know, I can't wait to go to the theater. Uh, what did you say Harvey was about? Oh, it's about a man who drinks and imagines he sees rabbits. Come in. It's only me, Professor Kapotkin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, J.D. and Irma, my two little dishes. One food for thought, the other food for squirrels. <laughs> Excuse me, a little joke I picked up in the park. Why, Professor? Uh, girls, I came down here to get a little information. Is the word which an adverb or a preposition? Well, the word which is a pronoun, or it may be used adjectively. How do you want to use it? Uh, dear Mrs. O'Reilly, you are an old witch. <laughs> Why don't you stop teasing poor Mrs. O'Reilly? After all, she's the kind of a person who likes to live and let live. This I know. You should see the things she lets live in my room. <laughs> well, Professor, why, why don't you forget Mrs. O'Reilly as a landlady? Just think of her as a woman. I tried that, but I had to stop right away. I found myself hating my own mother. 
tell me, Irma, what are you all dressed up for? Oh, Al's going to take you to the matinee. I'm going to see Harvey. Harvey? Yes, it's about a rabbit who drinks and imagines he sees men. <laughs> yes, and pink psychiatrist. Come in. Hello, girls. Oh, there you are, Professor. Oh, it's Mrs. O'Reilly. Uh, no, please, don't get excited, Mrs. O'Reilly. Quiet, you. Uh, girls, what would you think of a man who takes a girl to the playground in the park at night and lets her go up and down on a seesaw for two hours? Oh, I think that's very romantic. Well, that's what I thought until I got off and found a rock tight at the other end of the board. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. O'Reilly. I just went away to buy you some candy. Do you think after how nice he was to me, I could play a dirty trick like that on you? Mrs. O'Reilly, what did you do for him? <laughs> oh, just a few little intimate touches for his room. You know the leak in my bathroom pipe? She fixed it? No, she hung a shower curtain around it. <laughs> and you know that old-fashioned gas stove I got? The one the gas is always escaping from? Oh, is she getting you a new stove? No, she gave me a gas mask. <laughs> well, this is all very touching, but Irma, Al will be here any minute. You better be ready to go, honey. All right, Jane. Where are you going, Irma? Al's taking me to the theater. To the theater? Uh -huh. Oh, it's been such a long time since I've been to the theater. Yes, it's a little hard for Mrs. O'Reilly to forget all that excitement and shooting. You see, she was sitting right next to Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> oh, hush up, Professor. Oh, Irma, I almost forgot what I came here for. Amber Lips got called while you were at the office, and she wanted me to tell you that she called back again at one o'clock. Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly, I'll take you to the movie around the corner. They're showing two pictures today. The Emperor Waltz and the story of your life. So evil, my love. <laughs> oh, I'll go along with you. Goodbye, girls. I think I'll go too, Irma. I can't stand to be around when that obnoxious girlfriend of yours calls. Oh, Jane, why can't you get along with Amber? Irma, honey, I, I know she's one of your best friends, but tell me, why is it the minute she gets here, she has to take off her shoes and strut around barefooted? I wouldn't mind if her feet were shapely. But believe me, if they had eyes, each one of them could pass for a bearskin rug. <laughs> well, that's not Amber's fault. Her, her feet hurt her. You see, she's employed in a brewery. She's a barrel kicker. <laughs> a barrel kicker? Yeah, she walks around the brewery kicking barrels to see which ones are empty. Oh, <laughs> oh Irma, don't listen to those stories she makes up. Your friend Amber Lipscott is just a clumsy, lazy oaf with a temper, and I don't want anything to do with her. I'll take it. Hello. What? Yes, Amber, this is Jane. Do you want to talk to Irma? What? Why do I have to answer the phone? Well, I happen to live here. Why do I have to live? Why, you! <laughs> hey, give it to me, Jane. Hello? Oh, hello, Amber. This is Irma. Huh? How long am I going to keep on living with someone beneath me? Jane doesn't live beneath me. She lives right here in the same room. <laughs> Thanks, Irma. Uh, what is it, Amber? You sound excited. Huh? You can't tell me, but you'll be right over? All right. No, I, I won't leave. Goodbye. Gee, I wonder what she's so excited about. I don't know, honey. Personally, I don't want to have anything to do with her. As far as I'm concerned, she's the coarsest, most vulgar person in the world. But I've never heard her sound so thrilled. I, I wonder what it can be. 
probably wrestling gorgeous George next week. <laughs> it's me, chicken. Come in, Al. Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. Sorry I'm late, chicken. Was trying to interest a banker in my latest deal. Oh, another one of your deals? What is it this time? Putting windows in cigar boxes, selling them for television sets? <laughs> Nothing so obvious. This is a special device to eliminate backseat driving. Well, how do you do that, Al? Simple. The car has two exhaust pipes. One of them goes into the back seat. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it later. Chicken, take my arm. We're off to the matinee. Well, gosh, I can't go. You can't go? Why not, Chicken? Well, Amber Lipscott is coming over to discuss something important, and I, and I promised I'd be here. But, Chicken, after all the trouble I went to to get these tickets. Oh, I'm sorry, Al. Such a shame to waste good seats. Um, Jane. Yes, Al? Jane, in the past, you and I have had many differences, but this could, of course, be based on heredity. What do you mean? Well, in your family, to be ambitious is considered a virtue. In our family, it has come to be looked upon as a disease. <laughs> yes? Outside of this slight difference, Jane, I have never had anything against you and have always hoped it was sort of mutual. What are you driving at, Al? Well, I was wondering if you would like to go to the theater with me. Outside of chicken, there is no one I would rather take. Well, Al, I... I, I've never had anything personal against you. And since you put it this way, and if Irma won't object... Oh, I won't. You know what they say, share the wealth. He's <laughs> <laughs> broke. Well, what do you say, Jane? Al, I'd be delighted. My arm, Miss Stacy. And let me tell you, I may not be able to take you along Park Avenue like your boyfriend Richard does, but believe me, on our way to get a hot dog at the waterfront, we will cross Park Avenue. <laughs> This is a day that will live in history. Goodbye, honey. Yeah, so long, chicken. When we get back, we'll tell you the whole plot. Well, you don't have to, Al. I trust you. <laughs> Hear that, ladies? The music for the first dance of a lovely evening. And the violins are whispering a beauty hint to you. Only Swan has that super cream blend. That's important. Swan soap does give you something no other soap can offer. Swan differs from other soaps. You know it does, because you can feel the difference just by running your fingers over a cake of Swan. You can feel that extra smoothness, the direct result of Swan's super cream blend, then... Feel that wonderful super cream lather. Feel that rich, billowy swan lather. A special lather that no other soap can give you. Because no other soap has swan super creamed blend. This swan lather cleanses so gently, so thoroughly, and then rinses away so completely that it leaves your skin looking softer, smoother, younger. Yes, you'll find out that the swan look is a young look. You'll see new beauty in your skin. So please don't forget. Only swan has that super cream blend. When Richard
Gertrude takes me to the matinee. He hails a cab, picks up a box of candy, hands me a corsage, and we end up watching the show from the third row. But this is with Al. So he hailed a cab, asked the driver what time it was, found out we had time to walk, he picked up a Tootsie Roll, handed me the wrapper, and we ended up watching the show from the third balcony. <laughs> from where we are sitting, not only Harvey the Rabbit is invisible, but so is the cast. I must say Al is enjoying himself immensely, though. He hasn't stopped smiling since he went to sleep. <laughs> Al. Al. Wake up. Your Honor, this whole thing is a mistake. I was frank. Oh. <laughs> How is you, Jane? Al, I don't like to interrupt your dreams, but I paid a dollar twenty tax on those free tickets of yours. I'd like to have you see the show. Sorry, Jane, just can't keep awake. Why not? No dames in the show. Must you have chorus girls? Look, Jane, as much as I love chicken, I am still a normal man. I prefer watching chorus girls to an animal act. I got the feeling that once you've seen one rabbit, you've seen them all. <laughs> no, no, do by all means. Come in. Oh, Amber Lipscott. Hello, Amber. Hello, dearie. Is your roommate out? Yes. Oh, that's good. I can't stand that snooty girl. You mind if I take my shoes off? It helps me to speak freely. Amber, I hope you have something important to tell me because I passed up going to the theater with Al. Have I got something important, dearie? You know my boyfriend, Gerald the jockey. Oh, Amber, don't tell me you finally hooked him. Harpooned is the word, dearie. <laughs> I've got him clean, dressed, and on ice. We're getting married this afternoon. Oh, not really. Yeah, after the seventh race. <laughs> oh, Amber, I don't know what to say. I... Gosh, I'm so happy. Oh, thanks, dearie. Everyone's been so nice. At the track, they gave a party for Gerald and me. They put us in the winner's circle, dropped a horseshoe of flowers around my neck, and weighed me in. <laughs> they were so sentimental. I say, tell me, Emma, how are you coming along with Al? Oh, every time I, I ask Al what's holding up our wedding, he says, manana. That's Spanish for money. <laughs> to tell me I went to school. Open up, chicken. Oh, come on in, Al, honey. Oh, hi, Amber. Hello, Al. Hey, you lost a little weight, didn't you? Yeah. You know, driving a bulldozer isn't easy work. <laughs> oh, Al, wait until you hear the wonderful news. Amber is getting married this afternoon. Well, congratulations. <laughs> that was nothing. He knew he'd have to do it sooner or later or I'd cripple him. <laughs> Amber, what time does the wedding take place? At uh, five o'clock at my apartment, dearie. And that's why I dropped by. You gotta do me a favor. Oh, certainly, Amber. What is it? Well, I'm gonna be tied up at the dressmakers until 4.30. So I wondered if you'd take this $50 with this slip to Kay's jewelry store and pick up my wedding ring. Oh, we'd be glad to. Do you want us to come to the wedding? Well, of course I do, honey. You're my dearest friend. And I don't care what kind of a wedding present you bring me, just so long as you're not ashamed of it. <laughs> All right, Amber. Well, we'll get the ring for you. Uh, shall I bring Jane along, too? No, thanks. There'll be enough crumbs around after we cut the wedding cake. <laughs> oh, Amber, I wish you'd try to understand Jane. Underneath it all, she's a wonderful person. That's where I'd like to see her, underneath it all. <laughs> you better not get in my way. Well, so long, honey. Fifty bucks. Al? 
Amber gave us that money for the ring. I'll put it back on the table. Oh, you misunderstand, Chicken. Was merely thinking of getting the most good out of this money for Amber. What do you mean, Al? Well, maybe I can get a better ring for less money. And with the dough I save Amber, we buy her a wedding present. And there's only one man who can help us. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. <laughs> Al, got a problem. Want to pick up a wedding ring cheap. What shall I do? Shake hands with Mrs. McHugh? <laughs> oh, she's been on a diet. The ring is loose. <laughs> no, no, Joe. Must be legitimate. Uh-huh. 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 You want I should stop calling you about things that are legitimate? It's giving you a bad name with the boys. <laughs> Understand your position. Goodbye, noble friend. Now, look, Al, forget about getting bargains. Let's just go out and get a wedding present for Amber. Shall I take along the 50 and the slip for Amber's ring? Uh, no, we might lose it. Uh, leave it on the table until we come back. Okay, chicken. Gee, Al, I wish we were getting married like Amber and Gerald. It won't be long, chicken. Oh, Al, if you, if you knew how I'd dream of the day when I'll hold our son in my arms. Well, chicken, how do you know it'll be a boy? <laughs> oh, you don't know about those things. You're so naive. I already wrote to the stork. Irma? Irma? Oh, Professor, I guess no one's home. Oh, that's too bad. I wanted to tell Irma that I liked the way she sewed the button on my shirt, but that I can't get the shirt off the table because she sewed the shirt to the tablecloth. <laughs> well, you know, this is June, and Irma is very much love-struck. In fact, before I left for the theater, Irma was in such a romantic mood that she said if Al would marry her, she'd buy the ring herself. Well, lots of people are desperate to get married, Janie. Take Mrs. O'Reilly. She says if I will marry her, she will have her face lifted. <laughs> but I'm terrified at the thought of what they might find underneath. <laughs> oh, well. You know, I know that Irma's just exaggerating, and she wouldn't do... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter, Janie? What's on the table there? Kay's Jewelers. One wedding ring, balance $50. Oh, no! She said she would, and now she's done it. She's buying her own wedding ring, so Al will marry her. Poor little Irma. Nature was very cruel to her. Gave her such a big heart, there wasn't anything left to put in her head. <laughs> well, Al's not going to get away with this. Irma works too hard for her money to go spending it on a wedding ring. Heavens, if Al wants to marry her, let him buy the ring. Where are you going, Janie? To the bank to deposit this money right back in her account. But the bank is closed now. Well, I'll put it in the night depository, Professor. I'll see you later. This will teach Irma a lesson. Jane! Jane! Oh, there's nobody here, Al. Well, Chicken, you better get dressed if you want to get to the wedding in time. Don't forget, we got to pick up Amber's ring. All right, Al. What's the matter, Chick? The money for the ring is gone. Don't look at me, Chicken. I come in with you. <laughs> Hello, Jane. Guess what happened? I know what happened. That money you were going to spend on a wedding ring for yourself so this loafer could marry you is back in the bank where it belongs. Back in the bank? Yes. And the bank is closed. Closed? Why are you two acting as though someone had just gotten killed? I wish you hadn't said that, Jane. Sounds like a pretty good ringside description of what's going to happen to you. To me? What are you talking about? Jane, that 50 bucks belongs to Amber Lipscott. It was for her wedding ring. If her wedding is called off on account of your meddling, she may hit the ceiling, and it'll be with you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, I don't want to get involved with that terrible monster. Oh, if I could only get $50 so you could get the ring. 
Let me see. I think I've got four dollars. Oh, dear. Irma, how much have you got? Uh, Twenty, twenty-eight, thirty-two, forty-one. Half a dollar. Oh. <laughs> I'll go out of my mind. Al, what have you got? Now I know I'm going out of my mind. <laughs> Come in. Hello, folks. Mrs. O'Reilly. Janie, what's wrong? You're white as a sheet. Mrs. O'Reilly, have you got fifty dollars? Oh, you should have asked me this morning before I went to the beauty parlor. You spent all that money in the beauty parlor? Yes, I tip big. I have to. If I don't, the girls won't work on me. <laughs> well, I guess this is it, kids. Might as well get ready to face it. Now it's a matter of time, nothing more. Well, I'm just sitting here, waiting for the inevitable. Al and Irma have been very solicitous. Irma keeps humming and singing to cheer me up. Her singing is a little worse than anything Amber could do to me. <laughs> As for Al, Al is really concerned. He keeps glancing through my papers to make sure all my insurance policies are paid up. Well, it's after five o'clock, and by now, Amber's either married without a ring or on her way over here with murder in her heart. Oh, if only I hadn't put the money in the bank. Well, goodbye, Jane. Come in, Amber. Hello, Amber. Now, look, Amber, let me explain. You don't have to explain, Irma. That's well, the kind of a person you are. But really, Amber, I don't know what to you say. You don't have to talk, Irma. You just feel those things. Feel what things? About not showing up with the ring. You didn't want me to be married. Now, hold it, Amber. You stay out of this, nosy. <laughs> what I'm saying, Irma, is what makes you so clever and psychic? Psychic? Yeah, how did you know Gerald was already married to somebody else? <laughs> what? I mean, what? You stay out of this. Irma, I'm so glad you didn't show up and embarrass me. And I'm so glad you didn't buy the ring. If I only told you about the money Gerald gave me. Uh, what, what about the money? You, my worst enemy, should try to pass that money. It's counterfeit. <laughs> Say, Irma, what's your girlfriend doing lying on the floor? Oh, I don't know. Jane, I wish you wouldn't go to sleep when we have company. <laughs> Irma putting a cake of swan soap in front of the electric fan. So I said, honey, what's the idea? And Irma said, oh, I thought if our swan starts molting, the fan will blow its feathers away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jane, Irma has her serious moments about swan soap, too. Sure, she says the large cake of swan is wonderful for a bath. So, ladies, why don't you get the large-size cake of swan next time? See how it breaks easily into two generous cakes that last and last for your bath. And when you feel your cake of swan, you'll notice how smooth it is. Feel the lather. It's smoother, richer, creamier. And that's because of swan's super-creamed blend. So, get the big, handsome, generous cake of swan soap for your bath. <laughs> Time when I know how Irma must feel all the time. 
Why? Because I have pulled the boner of boners. Fortunately, I got to the bank in the morning early enough to stop the counterfeit deposit, and everything's taken care of. But I just can't stand to be in a position where Irma feels she must sympathize with me. In fact, I just go crazy when Irma says, Oh, Jane, don't feel so badly about making a mistake. Sometimes I even say some things that aren't exactly brilliant. <laughs> Not really. Oh, sure, but who cares? Six of one or ten of another all adds up to 12. <laughs> and you know, 12 is just a little higher than the IQ of my friend, Irma. My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lieber Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Folks, next Monday evening, listen again to... Our Friend Swan. With my friend, Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. The part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conried. Ladies, listen. The shortage of fats and oils is still very serious, and it's worldwide. So please keep on saving every drop of used kitchen fat. Your butcher will pay you for every pound. Frank Bingman speaking. Sprime. Cakes are light and high. Sprime. There's a reason why. Sprime. Cakes improve with Sprime. Rely on Sprime. Yes, there's a reason why Spry makes grand cakes. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the Spry one bowl way and be sure of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's cake improver. For new cake making success, try Spry, the pure all vegetable shortening. Rely on Spry. S P R Y. Rely on Spry. Tune in next week, one hour earlier, and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, guys, that does it for Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis with Hans Conried as Professor Kropopkin, John Brown as Al, Gloria Gordon as Mrs. O'Reilly, and Life Erickson as Richard in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma. Once again, I'm available on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcast, CastBox, podcast addict and many others join me next Tuesday night guys as we bring to the show Mr. Joseph Kearns and then next Friday please welcome to the show Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Ozzy and Harriet Nelson in the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet and then stay tuned for the last Tuesday of the month as we bring to the show Miss Ellen Drew and Miss Maureen O'Hara to the show in the last Rose of Summer. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Please comment 
and subscribe guys thanks and have a great night